Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number four zero forty. That's a big number. It is a big number. That's what she said. <laughs> of the Sith list, I am your host, Araj Dolit Shahi, and my two co-pilots for this evening's flight, Mister Carlos Borgoyo, and the other guy over there who's staring at his fucking phone. It's for on some silent though. Fucking people. reason. Thank God is less. Crunch, crunch is more. And tonight we are graced, or the the presence of royalty is in the Sith lair. Grace is the word. Yeah, we are definitely graced with his presence. The one and only King Tom Chansky. Did I say it right, King Tom? You did. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be here, Raj Buinless, and to all the Sith heads out there, wherever you may be. It's, oh, it's this is a long time a coming. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you very much. We are uh, honored for you to come on. We appreciate everything you do for us and sending us these messages and retweeting stuff and all your support. And we we really respect you. So thank you very, very much. Yeah. I'm proud to be in your guys' corner. Oh, that's oh, so that's nice. Awesome. We all just gave each other hand jobs right that's now. Right. I, 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 <laughs> we wish I could be there. You wish? Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally no moist I'm, I'm wow. literally doing moguls right now across country. Yeah, so so how, how, how are you, Tom? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. It's been a long week. It's a bit weird doing this on a, a Friday night because I always think you guys is a Sunday night thing. And you know, go, Saturday going into Sunday, I always think, oh, what am I going to call into the Sith list about this weekend? Right, right. No, it's weird for us I, too. But we have Mother's Day coming up. Saturday's oh, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we decided to do a Friday night. So yeah. fuck it, fuck yeah, it. There you go. Gotta, Gotta go with the flow. Gotta too, go though. with the flow. That's right. So we're gonna just uh, get into some all kinds of geekdom. There's all kinds of. It was a slow week, and then all of a sudden, tons of shit happened in the last couple of days. Bam. Try to dive into all kinds of different stuff and see how that goes. Are you ready for this? Well, you know what? Before yeah. we do that, I should probably give our shenanigans. Yeah, right? I was going to say. I didn't do that last week. To get into. Yeah, well, Mike Pappas, by the way. Mike Pappas was on last week, and thank you, Mike Pappas. Moneybags, mm-hmm. killed it. It was a great episode. We really appreciate it. Pappas. Um, great time with you. Got to get you back on soon. Let's go over the shenanigans. We are. You can catch us on Instagram. At, at the Sith List, you can catch us at, you can email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. We have a hotline. Our hotline is 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. You can catch Boo on Twitter. 
Can oh yeah you can at the Sith Lisbon. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty quick tonight, boo. Well, and you well, can catch Les Gonzalez at Les is more seventy eight. Tom, where can they catch you? Let's just get this shit out of the way. Uh, Tom Chansky, C H A N S K Y at there. Twitter and Instagram is linked on my Twitter. Oh nice. I, I don't know if I but, have you. Do, you. do I have? We have you on Instagram as a follower. I think so. I know. I, I think I follow you guys. Okay. I don't well, Instagram all that often. But, but it's, luckily, it's, luckily, we have our guy Andrew Medina. Mm-hmm. It's a good segue. Who's kicked ass? And then we've got our. We had our two thousand follower uh, just the other oh, day. Shit. So which is pretty oh, cool wow. for us. That's yeah, it's awesome. huge. It's huge. Yeah. And we're not buying any of those, by the way. Like That's some funny. people. Uh, unless Andrew is uh, buying them and I don't know about yeah, it, but nah. if he is, I'm not giving him money for it. But yeah, I don't think really, he is. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's been doing a great job with that. And we have a Facebook at symbol the Sith list and that's on Facebook and all of our stuff is on there too. So find us and you can get shirts on T public and all that good stuff. So let's got all that shit out of the way. All right. So we can't give you the box office this week guys, because it's not Saturday or Sunday yet. And we can't give you the totals, but I would, I'm going to give you a prediction. I'm going to get all your predictions. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I, I'm saying guardians is obviously going to be number one still. Yep. And uh, King Arthur is going to be number two, but it's not going to do well. And we're going to go see King Arthur right after recording this, by the mm-hmm. way, Tom. Oh, oh wow. So, so I'm a big Guy Ritchie fan. So I believe – but I want money total predictions from you guys for King Arthur. So I'm going to go with our guest first. Tom, what do you think King Arthur is going to make in North America? I think – I don't see it cracking $15 million. Ooh. Oh, my God. Wow. I agree with that. I've, I've just – you know, the headlines toward it haven't been kind. Guardians, it's weird thinking of the Guardians as a galaxy as a – Guardians of the Galaxy is a known quantity, but it is. The first one was great. Word of mouth is out there. People are going to go see it. I agree. There's – yeah. Yeah, I think you're dead on. How about you, Boo? Ouch, that's brutal. I think I I think at least between 15 and 20 million, I think. 15 I, and 20. I so think, you're, yeah, you don't I, think – okay, so you think it's going to crack the 50. Your over-under is 15. You're saying over. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Less, yeah probably not more than 20, but I, I hope. Uh, uh, I'm going to go 12. I, I oh, agree with Tom. 12. I'm yeah. going to go 12 million. And or Charlie Hunnam. Because yeah, really. Guardians is – this is week weekend two, right? Two. Yeah, this is yeah like week so two. they're going to just roll, and, and people <laughs> are going to go purchase those tickets. There may be some questioning like, oh, should we see the uh, King Arthur movie? But ultimately, yeah. Right. 12 million, which is not a good opening, but no. I'm sure the movie's good, though. We're going to find out. I'm going to say under 15 million. Oh, God. Yeah, unfortunately. I love Guy Ritchie. I love Charlie Hunnam. You know, we'll see what happens. That would suck, though, if yeah. it, it does tank really badly. And I feel bad for Charlie Hunnam because he's he's trying to get that, that James Bond yeah, I saw that. fucking yeah. role. And- yeah, but I think he would still get it. I don't. I don't know if they would just say, "Okay, your your King Arthur bombed." Yeah. I think he would still. If that's the case, if he's the front runner, I think he would still get it. All right. Well, let's see what happens. We'll see. Well, we'll next week we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll uh, do it up. All right. So there's your box office predictions, and let's just get into some random schmeels. And boy, do we have random schmeels, guys! Mm. Random, random ones. The first thing I want to talk about is Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not random, but the Disneyland ride is. There is a place like no other where a walk down Main Street can feed Hey, the name's Rocket, and I need your help. The Collector has trapped my friends, the Guardians of the Galaxy, in his weird 
freak show. Check it out. This is the joint we're in, and we need you to help us break out. Got it? Good. Now move it! Uh, I gotta go. Here, there is magic for days. Ooh. Yeah, the Disneyland Rescue, the Guardians thingy, whatever they're calling it, article came out, was written by Aaron Glover from Disney Parks Blog. That gives us a better idea about the new ride, and that's coming our way at the end of the month, especially down here. I don't know if it's going to Orlando yet, but I know it's going to be down here, and I'm going to be going because I have a fucking pass. Mm, that's right. You're a pass hole. I'm a pass hole. <laughs> Here's a little uh, synopsis of what it is. Uh, just like Star-Lord crosses the cosmos to the beat of the vintage pop songs from his awesome mixtape, guests aboard the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at Disney California Adventure Park, will rise and fall to the tune of six famous pop favorites through their epic adventures. Each time guests board a gantry lift to rescue the Guardians of the Galaxy from the Collector's Fortress, they will experience one of six randomized scenarios created for the attraction. Each ride profile will utilize the attraction's hair-raising ascend and drop sensation. Oh, boo, you're going to love that. Yeah, fuck that shit. As Rocket high-wires the lift to a play of one of these awesome songs from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So here's your songs that you're going to be barfing to. Yeah, really. All right. <laughs> Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. Sounds like a porno movie. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that in one of the... Either one of the Guardians? I don't remember it. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I don't remember most of these songs in either of the Guardians, so this is very interesting. Give the Funk by Parliament. We I think... We want the funk. Yeah, I don't remember no, that one either. That, no. Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. No, that wasn't in there either. That was in the first one, right? I don't think I don't so. Know. I, don't, I would have But I know I that the term heavy metal was invented from that song, if I'm not mistaken. Heavy metal thunder... Huh. That that that's term right. that's coined cool. heavy metal music. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get so many fucking messages saying you're fucking right about that. Just yeah. watch. And whatever comes our way. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, okay. I Want You Back by Jackson 5, which I don't remember that. Oh, I Want You Back by Jackson 5 was the song that little baby Groot was dancing to at the end. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Drax, Drax is sharpening his uh, knife. Yeah. Free Ride by the Edgar Winter Group. Come on. And then Burning Love by Mr. Elvis Presley. I don't think either of the last two were The Elvis either. one, for sure, I don't think so. No. Oh, that doesn't even feel like the Guardians. It doesn't. You're okay. correct, Tom. So, good thing you said that, Tom, because the songs and drop sequences aren't the only things that will vary among these random scenarios. Each one shows a different version of the escape, which different attraction sequences playing out before rising and falling and back and forth and back and forth. But here's the thing. They, the creators, went on the ride with earphones on with the amazing earphones on and each and they tested 200 songs Ooh. from all oh, wow. all those decades and these are the songs they thought that would be the best because of either like when something hits or the chorus or something mm. so they're specifically chosen so there you have it it's got to be a shitty day at work when when i go <laughs> yeah right I know, right? Can you imagine having to do it two hundred fucking times? Yeah, so that's gonna don't be eat breakfast. Cool, though, Trust to me, be immersed pretty much. You're like sitting yeah. there while they're trying to escape. Yeah, that's mm. gonna. Be- yeah, Tom, have you been to the? This is taking over the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Uh, have I, you have you been to that at all? I've not been to either Disney place. Oh, ever? Oh. Ever? Okay, so what you're ever. saying is what you're saying is when the celebration comes to Anaheim, you're bringing your ass down here. Exactly. Okay, and great. We're going to Disneyland. Great. Yeah, and we're going. Yeah. Oh, we're all going to Disneyland. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we literally work 
about four or five minutes from Disneyland. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, which is which is cool, which is great. In some cases, in some cases, <laughs> we, we could, yeah. When you have a pass, except for yeah, except for nobody else at work has a pass, so I can't like I could literally go to Disneyland, have lunch, go on Star Tours, and come back, but nobody else can go. And I'm not, <laughs> and I've done that once, and I felt like such a pervert loser. Yeah, I'm surprised that, that you I, I left. I totally left. I'm gonna tell you a story. Okay? Uh, yeah, I was gonna I'm tell say, the listeners a story because like they're, they're they're going why a pervert. Yes. I went to go visit actually one of my friends who's went with his family to Disneyland. So I went by myself to go find them. And if you've ever been in Disneyland, cell cell phone service isn't the best. So I couldn't get in touch with them. So what I did is I sat there, I bought a pickle. Oh man. Okay. I bought a pickle. Yeah, I love pickles, especially at Disneyland. They're fantastic. I bought a pickle. They're massive pickles, by the way. All right. Two-hander. Wait till the Photoshop fucking pictures <laughs> yeah, on Twitter exactly. fucking show up now. But I sat there with my sunglasses waiting for them. And then I noticed that I'm by myself with sunglasses <laughs> on Main Street sitting there watching a bunch of kids go by with a pickle in my mouth. So I decided this was not a good thing. No. So I got up and I just went home. <laughs> yeah. Did you even get to ride Star Tours? No. No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> So there's my there's my little sad story about. So yeah. last week I pickle. had strip club pants on, and this week you're telling. Me. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't wear your strip club pants Jeez. this week, by the way. <laughs> and by the way, in the DM, the story all of a sudden became that I worked at a strip club. And I know what <laughs> yeah. See what happens when you try to throw me under the bus. Yeah. Now, yeah. But so what I wanted to tell you, Tom, is that ride is pretty amazing. The the Tower of Terror was really cool. It's a Twilight Zone ride where Rod Sterling pretty much gives you a lowdown of what's going on in the hotel and the hotel gets possessed and you go up and down and you, you get into the Twilight Zone. It's just, it's an amazing ride with different sequences. You, you fall. It's never the same drop when you go. And they're taking that and they're making this, this immersive um, Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So it looks, looks pretty cool. It looks pretty amazing. And, and I think what they're doing is they're making California Adventure Especially for this summer, very very Marvel. It's the it's the summer of heroes is what they're calling it. That sounds that's amazing. cool. Yeah, and they have Spider Man yeah. running around. They have Groot. Yeah, so it's yeah. It sounds like they're using all their properties wisely. I'm just like kind of wondering. There were watch it back and maybe one of the other songs didn't exactly sound that quick tempo. Right. So it's, right. I don't see a thrill ride to. The song the baby group was bopping along to at the end of the first one, but yeah, no, I'm not I, the expert. I get, I get, no, I get what you're saying, and this is definitely not like a roller coaster ride. It's pretty much a big elevator with visuals in front of you. Well, that's what it is, right? You're, oh. you're like you're stationary. You're in a gant, yeah. You're in a gant. Oh, okay. The call, visuals right? make you freak out. The visuals make you freak. Well, it kind of moves in the. No, the drops are. Oh, her- you never been on it. Uh no. Oh shit. Usually go on like real. No, there's there's yeah real roller no, coasters. Are but I, I could do Tower of Terror. Okay, what happens no. is you, the visuals are crazy and they're cool, and then it lifts you up all the way to the very top, so you can get a beautiful view of the theme park. Then it drops you, and then it drops you again, and drops you again, but you can never time it because it's always different. Well, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. There you have some Disneyland news for God's sakes. Destination, everybody. Destination, that's right. The Destination Anaheim for Celebration 2019, everybody. Now, let's get into real geekdom. You ready for the real geekdom? Been waiting. Yep. Yeah, Boo's like, fuck this Disneyland talk. <laughs> let's fucking talk about some geek stuff. <laughs> aliens coming out. Not this week. Covenant, not aliens. Oh, well, Alien Covenant. I just call it Alien. They're all fucking alien to me. <laughs> 
Um, it's coming out, and there's already a sequel in the works. So Mr. Ridley Scott sat down with IGN and has revealed that he will be filming this sequel very soon. Where This is what he said. We're writing now as we speak. I'm filming the sequel within 14 months. Jesus. It's crazy. That's a crazy wow. turnaround, by the way. Scott was then asked whether he planned to resolve unanswered questions about the Alien franchise in the upcoming films, to which he responded to that the story has been left wide open on purpose. Ooh. Question I have for all of you. Is this a good idea? Is this sequel a good idea? Is Covenant a good idea, first of all? Is now rebooting this whole thing mm-hmm. a good idea? King Tom, I will roll with you because you're the guest. It's opened in England already, hasn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. Oh, shit. I, I thought I saw that it, it's been open there for maybe a week or so. I don't mean to you know, change, change up things. I think no. maybe they're no, basing no. it off of the um, reaction there. Okay. I, I just, you know, I was at Guardians with a friend, and uh, one of my friends is like, it doesn't look any different than the last one. Um, right. Then uh, Prometheus. And I, yeah. And, yeah, Prometheus. And I know... Uh, like you were saying, the story's wide open, but I know there are people who are going to be want answers to the whole saga. So, right, I don't right. think anyone knows the property better than him. That's, the, that's for sure. Yeah. I that's just, sure. I just hope it's not like one of those George Lucas things where he's telling his story alone, not having any input, not seeing what answers people want. But that's right. That's just me. Yeah, no, no, I see what you're saying. But, but you, you heard something about this, didn't you? About you, read, you read a review about this. Oh yeah, about the, the actual movie. Yeah, they said they said it has elements of both movies of Alien and Aliens, where you know Alien is more of a horror movie, and then Aliens is kind of like an action horror movie. And they said going into it, don't compare it to those movies. You know, kind of see it as its own separate movie. They said it's very good. Go see it, but don't don't try and compare it because those are almost masterpieces. As far as continuing this, I would have to see Covenant. I'm sure it's good, but continuing this as far as answering questions, I would like to I would like to see the the, the differential in time of between Alien and this one and see if there's any more uh, answers to be had. And with people saying that Prometheus or or the other ones were enough, I did I I understand it's it's a prequel. I I think people lost the not the appeal, but their desire for the xenomorphs because seeing the xenomorphs was awesome they are terrifying they I, are. I i think people should be more excited about this one than they were for prometheus mm. yeah. yeah because you can see more of the xenomorphs exactly yeah uh less what do you think well first of all we want to get this right so ollie doesn't kill us yeah <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> let's make sure we do this thing <laughs> i think i just pissed him off somehow i, no, I think you're doing just so fine. what you're saying boo, what, what you're saying we're doing boo, just fine. is that prometheus not is not a prequel see, what you gotta see is that it's, it's like this linear. separate movies Jeez. you could have one by itself oh, wow. <laughs> uh, ultimately well first of all i hate to sound dumb what questions were there? Like in all honesty, what questions are we talking about? Questions from from Prometheus on from Prometheus. Yeah, on. well, there's yeah. a lot of questions from yeah. Prometheus, and those are going to get answered, I believe, because there's a little like remember, a little snippet. There's yeah. a little the snippet, crossing, right? If I'm yeah. not mistaken, yeah. There's a snippet that I believe yeah. it's on IMDb. Some of it there's all on YouTube where it shows you what happens to the character that was in Prometheus, right? Okay. Right. So hopefully they show that in the very beginning. Yeah, I, I, I think that'll be the the opening like monologue well, kind of yeah. thing. And I guess there'll be questions prologue. that are open for this one as well. Well, I, would I think you know what. 
the material is there. He basically answered by saying the world, it's a wide open thing on purpose. So it is a good idea. It's a great idea if you're going to start making sequels. I mean, I understand we're looking for original ideas. Alien is an original idea, if I'm not mistaken. The whole thing. Expanding that and just going for giving us more, giving us a backstory. What people are starting to do is this version of a retcon. We get the original. Now we get all these things to just flesh things out and then get get us to a point where we go, now we know what's going on. So I'm okay with that. All right. All right. I have no problem with going back to the well as long as the person that's filmed the well up is someone that's respected and is tied with the original story like ridley scott Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about blade runner in a second we're going to play the preview for blade runner and i have the same exact question i have for everybody for this one too because this one's a totally different story we'll get into that uh we'll get into that shit right now fuck it yeah so alien i covenant i'm very excited about it it looks scary as shit yeah it does Uh, (laughs) and i can't wait to see it and hopefully it it does well. Uh, it does well. It doesn't matter if it does well or not. He's already going to fucking do yeah, a sequel. He doesn't yeah. Care. yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. The train's already rolling. And this is coming from a guy that was going to make a sequel to Gladiator, and oh. he had it done, and he had the synopsis and the treatment done, and he couldn't get Russell Crowe on board to do it. Oh. He had a way of bringing oh. back Russell Crowe. I don't. Don't ask me how. But I, I read an I article. I read an article on yeah, Hollywood Reporter just uh, last month about this. He was on a junket for uh, Covenant, and they talked to him about that. And he said, "Yeah, I had I had something right on board for Gladiator that Two, and been oh, for, for for him to well, take who knows? Maybe it would have been shit. Like that. Yeah, actually become emperor, yeah, have to fight his way through and have big epic battles. Oh my god! <laughs> as long as, as he's on board, and this is a good segue. So Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner. What is it? Blade Runner 40... 2049. So twenty forty nine. Ridley Scott was obviously. Uh, the backbone and the director of the original film, yes, which was a masterpiece, yeah. in my opinion. Amazing movie, especially science fiction film. Now, he is not directing this film, but he is the executive producer, and he had the last say oh, on yeah. everything. Yeah. So we're going to play the preview for you right now, and then we're going to talk about the preview. And we're going to talk about, is this a little bit too late? We've talked about sequels taking 20 years, and usually they're not successful. Mm-hmm. You know, Let's play the preview for Blade Runner. Every civilization was built off the back of a disposable workforce. But I can only make so many. Shh. Happy birthday. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order. The world is built on a wall that separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall. You bought a war. You're a cop. I had your job once. I was good at it. I know. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. The key to the future is finally unearthed. 
putting it to me. They know you're here. told you, you're special. Your story isn't over yet. There's still a page left. All right, so that just gave me fucking goosebumps. And another kind of bump that I can't really talk about right now with two guys in here. <laughs> but nerd boners. Let me just say, if you've seen the original, you will so appreciate the style of this trailer because it is identical to the first trailer that was out. I don't know if you've seen this, guys, or King Tom. They did a frame-by-frame um, comparison mm. from the first film to this one, and they copied it to a T. That's cool. So if you haven't seen it yet, go on YouTube or go on IMDb. They have a frame-by-frame comparison of both previews and they nailed it and how about that music you've you've seen you've seen this movie right king tom the the original i yeah i saw an earlier version one of the you know many cuts of it a long time ago but it's it's one of those things that sticks with you especially growing up in that area before everything or time before everything was cgi yeah it, it just sticks with you so some some of the shots in that trailer i do remember and you know the music you kind of mentioned it the music it sounds just like the music from oh yeah the original now vangelis was the composer of the first one and if you remember the film when you hear this i i literally thought it was vangelis again but it's not so they've nailed the music to this film so far in the preview you know who knows if they're going to use yeah. this kind of music i hope knock on wood i hope they do but it i didn't know that jared leto was in it first Neither of all did I. yeah when you I didn't either him, right I was like, and harrison ford looks great well <laughs> even though he well He's been through a lot. He had a lightsaber go through his heart. Dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got tossed down the dark ship. And Ryan Gosling looks looks good in it. He looks good in anything. Yeah, he really. does. He's a dreamy guy. He really is. Yeah. But I, I'm very, very, very excited. Is this a good idea again? Because this is literally what thirty years, forty years after the original. Yeah. Oh, so man. not forty years, but I think it's pretty close to forty years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is this a good idea to remake this at this time? What do you guys think? Less you go first this time. Okay, well, so at this point, I think it is right. And I say this all the time. Time is ambiguous, but I think it's okay to say that this is even further into the future of the world that this is set in. 2049? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to go that far up, to have Decker age like Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. and then have a new... This actually makes it work where you're passing the torch to a newer character, and you can have more movies come after that. Yes. Let's... Uh, I'm assuming they're franchising this. Uh, yeah, you, I, you know, this depends on the money, you man. To You'd have yeah, to right? do so. Yeah. So to have Ryan Gosling, personally, I don't think he's edgy enough. I don't think he puts a, a noirish kind of feel to him. Mm. You know, like that Bogart esque kind of mm-hmm. private eye, because that was the appeal of Harrison Ford's character in Blade Runner. Even though it's a futuristic setting, he still had that gumshoe. He had the like Powers Booth. Uh, I like how you just said gumshoe, by the way. Yeah, he was basically that the 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 two Jakes kind of thing where you know he was walking around in a trench coat and you you bought it with Harrison yeah. Ford. 
I don't know if Ryan Gosling gives that to me. We just said he's a dreamy guy. So I don't know if he's the kind of guy you could see knocking back, you know, a bunch, you know, three fingers of whiskey and a cigar. And, you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Person. He's very La La Landish, and and, yes. I, and you know how much I love La La yeah. He loved La La Land. So I'm waiting to see that, but I think it, it's okay. I like the fact that the time has passed, and this is kind of... I know Dennis Villanueva is the... Villanueva? Yeah, I say Villanueva because of the college. <laughs> By the way, he directed Arrival, which was yes, fantastic. Yes, I was going to say, he's, and he's got his, he's got his uh, notches on his belt. For he sure. directed Prisoners mm-hmm. and directed Sicario. They didn't go get it just on anybody, regular jabroni. Some schmuck. This isn't Power Rangers, boo. Ah. <laughs> Power Rangers is good. Ugh. Give me shit. All right. So we got anybody else? On yeah. This? Uh, go ahead, Boo. I'll go King Tong Lamp. So, last um, on this. Uh, I do like the extended time. The one thing that makes me nervous about this is that this is made for a new generation of people to go see this movie. Some people haven't seen Blade Runner. They're going to have to explain this whole universe again because it's been so long. You know, when, when you make a movie five years later or a couple years later, people still know, oh, I recognize these characters. I know what's going on. Now Now with how long they've waited, you're going to have to explain some things. So I think it's... It's good, and I like it because I've I've seen the movie. I know I know what the world is, but for some people, they're gonna be like, "Okay, I've seen this portion of the movie already." So that's gonna turn people off a, a little bit. Hopefully not. Hopefully they do it correctly, where it's a smooth transition. People get a refresher, and then you get you know tossed to an, uh, a whole new uh, not world, but a whole new situation with Ryan Gosling and stuff like that. And it does look fantastic. It really does look. Uh, it looks beautiful. It look incredible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm I am looking forward to it. That's the one thing that makes me nervous about the time is having to give people a refresher about what's going on. To explain, on. yeah. Yeah. Well how about you, King Tom? Yeah, um I think Boo kind of took my point. Um my bad. It, I, I think I think it's a good move, but I just don't know how much of the original story they're gonna have to reincorporate or retell. Because it it wasn't a huge hit it wasn't a big cultural thing like it, star wars or indiana jones or ghostbusters it you're right it was at the time it was very much a cult thing with great effects and are you gonna have the um the roy batty's monologue when he died mm, you know you right. have a moment like that how much of the original story are you gonna come back and tell exactly I, when does it come out it comes out october 6 2017 okay that may be good for it because you know going in november you're running up against thor then you're running up against Star Wars. So at least October gives it a chance to make some money, build up some word of mouth. Yes. yes. I think it has a chance. I think it's a good move. It's just, I think it depends on how much they need to retail to get people reinvested. Oh yeah. No, you're absolutely right. My first real entry into Blade Runner was I had the Marvel comic series and they actually had sequences out of order. Oh shit. So I, you know, I read That's it. Awesome, I was dude. Really I didn't young, even know maybe. they I didn't even know they had a Marvel series on Blade Runner. It was it was a limited series. It was just a straight out well, not straight adaptation. It was out of order. But I re- must have read it when I was like 9 or 10 and then I saw a movie a few years later and I'm like this makes no sense because I'm so used to, <laughs> to That's the funny. That's really place. cool. Yeah, right. yeah, you don't you don't have those still, do you? No, I I don't. Oh, I think I you traded, you know, my friends and I used to trade old sure, comics sure. and probably sure. got rid of them at some point. No, no, I hear you. Well, the cast of this is just ridiculous. You have, yeah. you have not only you have Gosling, you have Robin Wright, you have Jared Leto, you have obviously Harrison Ford, you have Dave Batista's in it. You also oh, have, yeah, you also have Lenny James in it. Ooh, yeah, for your Walking Dead fans, and you have 
Edward James Olmos, who was in the first one. This is going to be uh, really cool uh, and really you know, interesting. Yeah, I'm okay with the scene this one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm hundred. I'm Definitely. I'm there opening night. <laughs> Fucking For shit! Sure. I can't wait. The feel of the trailer makes me very, very excited about this. Yeah. You know, very cool. There's your Blade Runner. Here's some cool news. FXX, mm. which is FX's new channel. Yep, right. IMDb reports that Deadpool is going to have its own adult oh. animated series, a la very Archer-esque. Very right. cool. And the, the untitled project... Deadpool. Of the Deadpool. Well, it's, it's still untitled. It's about yeah. Deadpool, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The Untitled Project is spearheaded by Donald Glover. Yes, oh, is. shit. And his brother, Stephen Glover, who also writes for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Both are going to serve as executive producers, writers, and showrunners. Oh, this man. is fucking awesome. That's great. There's a Rob Liefeld on Instagram has a picture of him hugging Donald Glover. No way. That's awesome. I knew he kept it under wraps, and I knew this was going to be amazing. Can you imagine that blessing? uh, I bless him. Yeah. Yeah, This is going to be amazing. I'm glad you're in charge of this kind of thing. Yeah. uh, King Tom, do you watch Atlanta? No, I don't. Okay. I'm I'm a fan of Donald Glover. I've seen some of his stand-up. I've listened to Childish Gambino, and I'm a huge community fan. So I think he's very talented, and he's got a great sense of humor. I love this news. I can't wait to see. I just hope it's not one of those things that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because his career is is just oh, yeah. all over it's the place. But the good off. yeah, yeah, yeah. His career is so all over the place that he's taking a year off of Atlanta, and he's like mm-hmm. at its height. By the way, yes, he's taking a year off to focus on you know Lando and 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 how about this? How about if he, if he steals the show in the Han Solo film? How about they make a standalone Lando film with him? All right, all right, all right. I'm good with that. I am too. I, I wouldn't doubt they do that. But then that yeah. is going to confirm what King Tom's talking about, where we're going to get 10 episodes of an awesome Deadpool series and in three years. Hey, like we said before, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have 10 or 12 great. E- Look, Rebels yeah, is. You're correct. Rebels you next year right. is getting cut down to how many uh, episodes? Tom, was it like, uh, like 12 or 12? 14? I'd rather have 12 really good episodes than 20 fucking episodes and eight of them be fillers we experienced that with walking dead completely understood yeah so maybe a 10 episode the first season next next season will be 12 episodes uh you are you an archer fan boo you watch archer yeah yeah archer's great archer's one of those shows no matter what episode is on you can watch it reruns or anything and it's fucking hilarious every time archer's fantastic and if it's anything like archer then we're in for a treat especially with those two guys right yes and then and then with the the character deadpool having him break the fourth wall and you'll like kind of uh pausing time just to talk shit or say something it's gonna be fucking hilarious yeah and with them writing it yeah that should be awesome the banter is gonna be great oh yeah no and that's a good thing because even if i'm not mistaken as childish he kind of breaks the wall as a rapper ain't nobody sicker in my fisker ain't nobody Fiskers don't make noise when they start up, just so you know. Because, he'll, like, I love it. And say, "Hey guys, you know." So it's like he's perfect. For, Except yeah. for the last album, he didn't, yeah. he didn't break I the get wall. It. But he's perfect yeah. for you know doing some kind of break or, or mm-hmm. something like that and just turning. Tom, you should definitely watch Atlanta. If you love him, you would love this show. I mean, okay, absolutely he, love this show. Is he going to be doing the voice in Deadpool also, or just behind the scenes? Uh, they haven't announced that yet. Okay. I, w- I would imagine he's probably going to be behind the scenes, I would think. I know he's supposed to make three or four shows for FX. Damn. Yeah. Okay. He's supposed wow. to be. He's got a big deal with them, right? He got. He signed a huge deal after Atlanta's success. And then, uh, he, he deserves it. 
He yeah. does deserve it. Good yeah, for him, man. Good for him. He's the voice of Miles Morales in an animated Spider-Man movie. He's not live-action Miles Morales, but he's... No, animated. but he's going to be in the Spider-Man movie, and he's not the live-action. But yeah, he's the voice. Yeah. He's the, I think you, you're the one that broke that news to me. So maybe... Um, I don't know about him... Maybe he might. You know what? He's talented enough. Why yeah. he could do like cameo voice. He could do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, he yeah, whatever really? he wants. He's he's that guy right now. Yeah. yeah. So very excited about that, guys. FXX. Hopefully, I have FXX. I don't know if I do. Yeah, you need to check your uh, guys. Check your um channel. Check your local listings. Okay, now let's jump into some Marvel. Let's talk a little James Gunn. This is a, we're going to talk about a character that I didn't know anything about because I am not aficionado like you guys of <laughs> these comic book characters. But oh, King Thomas, he's getting yes. ready. He's getting ready. Yes. So Adam Warlock, oh, um, yeah. we're going to talk about Adam Warlock in a second. I'm going to play a snippet for people that are like me that don't know much about Adam Warlock to kind of explain. And then we're going to talk about why we're doing this because – it, it's definitely going to be coming up very, very soon. Let's listen to a little Adam Warlock explanation. This bio comes from courtesy of hybridnetwork.com, and they have these cool bios from these characters. So they had Adam Warlock. So here is Adam Warlock. Today, we'll be exploring the origins of Adam Warlock. Warlock first appeared way back in 1967 in the pages of Fantastic Four issue number 66. Created by a group of scientists known at that time as the Beehive and later as the Enclave, Warlock was their first attempt to bypass evolution by genetically engineering a perfect being. Him. Unfortunately for the scientists who sought to use him for evil, Warlock, or him as he was known at that time, sensed their intentions and broke free of their control before escaping to seek a new life for himself. After a misunderstanding with Thor involving kidnapping Lady Sif, Warlock was beaten basically half to death, and so he retreated to his regenerative cocoon. After many years, he emerged from his cocoon and was discovered by the High Evolutionary, who named him Warlock, granted him the gift of the Soul Gym, and made him a hero to save one of the evolutionary's creations, Counter-Earth, a near-exact duplicate of Earth directly opposite the real Earth on the other side of the sun. The evolutionary tasked Adam with defeating the Man-Beast, a wolf the evolutionary had evolved into human form that had become evil and was corrupting the utopian Counter-Earth. Warlock traveled there and in time became their first superhero. Man-Beast became a true nemesis for Warlock as the hero fought him and his army of new men, artificially evolved animals like the villain himself, for many, many years. Eventually, Warlock, after a trip or two to the evolutionary cocoon, became powerful enough to de-evolve the villain, turning Man-Beast and his army back into simple animals. With the villain defeated, Warlock left Counter-Earth behind to help those in need on other worlds throughout the galaxy. As far as powers and abilities go, Warlock has a ton thanks to his genetically engineered origin. He is superhumanly strong, fast, and durable, and doesn't need to eat or drink to survive. He can also heal, fly, and is functionally immortal, not to mention capable of evolving himself continuously with the use of his cocoon. In addition to all that, he can manipulate both quantum and cosmic energy and is naturally a gifted intelligence with a vast knowledge specializing in the mystical and occult. Okay, so there is your bio of Mr. Adam Warlock. Now, the reason we wanted you to hear that is because Mr. James Gunn sat down with Slash Film and he told reporters that he originally wanted to introduce Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but he ultimately decided to remove him from the story. This is what he had to say. I love Adam Warlock, said Gunn. He's one of my favorite characters. 
In all truth, I wrote an early treatment where I had Adam Warlock as a part. He was a big part of the screenplay, and I realized it was one character too many, and I adored the character. I adored what we had done with him. I think we did something really creative and unique with the story of Adam Warlock, but it was one character too many, and I didn't want to lose Mantis, and Mantis was more organically part of the movie anyway, so I decided to save him for later. That's James Gunn. His original idea was to have Adam Warlock in this film. Too many characters decided to cut him out, but if I'm not mistaken, Les, didn't you say something about Adam Warlock when we're watching Guardians 2? Didn't you say that's Warlock or something? Then they show something about Warlock? Um, in the end credit scene. They do, right? In their, their okay. the cosmic race. I, what's the name of that? Oh, the Golden People? Yeah, the Golden People. Uh, yeah, the we'll Golden People. We'll just call them the Golden yeah. People. So the, the Golden, golden Child with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, the nah. Golden People uh, were creating a weapon. That was like them saying, because they'd been defeated by the Guardians multiple times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So they're like, this is going to be our ultimate weapon. And she said, I'm going to call him Adam. And I'm like, oh, that's Warlock. That's him being created there. According to the cheat, according to what you just played, though, they kind of switched these things from Age of Ultron. Okay. So when they created the Vision, that's how they created it. That, what they're saying is, is he was created by geneticists and scientists. Yes, Ultron pushed that creation, put him in a cocoon. Thor had something to do with the soul gem, if I'm, or was it the Mind Stone? One uh, of the gems. One of them, yeah. Go ahead, Tom. You, yeah, I want, I want you guys to geek, me up, I want you guys Prop to geek up, out on this. <laughs> I want to sit back and listen to you fucking guys <laughs> so they, geek so, out on So this. they basically switched the creations that we were just explained to give us the vision in Avengers Age of Ultron. And now... We're going to get, and I don't want to say switched, but they played a variation. Yeah. Vision was created by the way that Warlock was explained. And I'm okay with that, with them switching things. I think you have a point to make too, Tom. No, I was going to say, Les, you just made a great point. And I'll be honest, I get the Infinity Stones or Gems, whatever they're calling them. I get them confused and mixed up, so I don't know which one is which. I just know they right. do cool things. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, they... The MCU, they've kind of fudged some things. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like they switch origins mm-hmm. or they make Ego the father of Star-Lord. Um, and I don't have a problem with that because I think they do it well. And it adds it adds something for those of us who know everything or not yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, it, yeah you, you walk in having a good idea of what's going on, but you don't, you don't know exactly what's going to well, happen. It doesn't piss us off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Fox right. pisses me off. When yeah, they, they burn us. So yeah. when First Class came out, I was like, what the hell is this? There's only two original X-Men in the mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah, And you're like, where the hell is the rest of them at? This was yeah. something that Raj and I would get into back in when these were starting to come out. I would say, when you that's were wrong, dude. That's wrong. But... The way Disney Marvel, like you just said, Tom, they're fine. They're making it work, and I have no real problems with it. I mean, I could sit there and like nitpick, but oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's not worth okay. it because it's so it's so good. My my one question is, and in, in the comics, you know, as perfect as he was, they killed Warlock off in the eighties sometime, and then they brought yes. him back mm-hmm. when they started doing the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, and he was very heavily involved in defeating Thanos. But I think they're saving him for Guardians Three, not the Infinity War movie. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting how they deal with him without that. Yeah, that that was going to be my point because yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Three comes out after Infinity War. So what I'm wondering is is yes, they're in Phase Four. They're going to go more cosmic. What's the overall villain and and the mission statement for Phase Four? 
kind of thing because Thanos has been the, the whole end game for yes, this. It, so Phase yeah. Four is gonna is well, gonna they could go a further. bunch of directions. No, I know, no, but but I'm but I'm just wondering, you know, you know, Adam Warlock's a badass. How are they going to? match or utilize him correctly well, with a with a bad dude you know stuff like that so so that that was my question because yeah because yeah king tom is right guardians of the galaxy comes out after so we're not going to see this guy until everything's over no <laughs> we're not and I, I what i think will happen is is going into the cosmic they were what i noticed in guardians 2 was they started mentioning other races mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. talked about the celestials which yeah. are Basically, the god. Am I not mistaken, Tom? They're the gods of like everything. They yeah. You see the Watchers and all that. Yeah, they're the they're yeah they're they're the creators. There are other cosmic entities like death and eternity, love yes. and you know they they make them for everything. But the Celestials are the ones that they create, they judge, they destroy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they make all the they push all the pieces on the chessboard. Yeah. They're the ones yeah. really moving everything. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that, right when I heard that, I'm like, oh, okay. And there's so many stories of how the Celestials have done yeah. stuff. And you see one, you see one in Guardians of the Galaxy one when the Collector is explaining the the Purple Infinity Stone. Yes, you you yeah. you, you see one, and I was like, holy shit! And he didn't say it. I was like, that's a f- oh my god! I was yeah. like, are you kidding so, me? Yeah. So maybe we'll get them going against that influence. Oh, yeah. that's big. So that's I mean, huge. It, it, and that that could help. It is kind of like we said the way they're doing things and the way they're putting this stuff together. I, I'm I'm gonna be fine with any of it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be fine if they bring, you know, the Magus or if they bring the Living Tribunal out. Oh, man. They they mentioned him in Doctor Strange. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. like his li- the Living Tribunal staff, and I'm like, holy shit, mm-hmm. the Living Tribunal is like a big deal. Yeah. Like, and yeah. you saw the watchers in the end credit scene and with Stan Lee there, which was a really cool scene. He should be the mm-hmm. one above all. And you're just like, okay, what I don't cool. want, and I don't know if you're going to agree or disagree with me, Tom. I don't want anything with the Beyonder. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that and let you go from there. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree to an extent. I mean, it, I'd be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, see how they do it. But just as he is in the comics... Yeah, yeah I could go with that. Now, my my one question for you, I'm tr- I'm trying to remember back less. Has Warlock himself ever been a villain? I know he had a phase when he first got the Infinity Gauntlet where he was annoyingly down the middle. Um, I don't. You know what? I don't know. Anno- annoying. He was Swiss. Mm. He was he was Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he ever really took a turn. And and. Right. I think it's the same thing as it was said. I think he recognized isn't what was he he was uh, being intended for, and he's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 I'm not good with this. And you know what? I, I guess you get that with these um, creations, so to speak. We're creating yeah. the perfect being, and it could either be like Ultron, where he's like, I got to destroy you all. Yeah, you, 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 you are you the problem. And the best way to keep you wait, safe wait, is. Did you just say Voltron? From days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe. Ultron. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and Ultron's like, the best way to keep you guys safe or to, you know, peace in your time is to wipe you all out. <laughs> or you get Warlock where it's like, I can't do that. I have to keep life going. Or how the vision was portrayed in the movies. Yeah. It's to keep life going. People, Sith heads, 
fact check us both on that because I yeah, I don't think he's ever taken wrong. a turn as a villain. <laughs> I was uh, I'm waiting for this man. I'm teary eyed. Yeah. Oh man, this, is, this was beautiful. Got the feels going. Yeah. yeah, it was really nice. I, so, I could do this all night. Yes, oh, this, that man. was very cool. So there, so there. I hope I hope that was a great explanation of Adam Warlock. Thank you guys for doing that. That was amazing. There's no way I could have done that. New Mutants. Oh, yes. Okay. They are definitely making the movie, and they have casted two. New Is that mutants. the actual name of the movie? I don't know. I, I hope don't know. not, because that sounds so dumb. Okay. Well, Tom, you I got something, not. please. Me, Tom and I are comic nerds, and I think this is we're, – we're mutant guys, I think. I'm going to go yep. ahead and say we're mutant. Okay. We love the yeah. mutants well, and let, everything Let me read this, do. and then I'm going to have you two do your thing. Okay. Fox has cast two of the main heroes. Please tell me if I'm saying these wrong. Wolfsbane. Yeah, Wolfsbane. Yep. Rain Sinclair. And yep. Magic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the casting choices, while not exactly a surprise, are a welcoming addition to the X-Men franchise. The person that's playing Wolfsbane is Maisie Williams. That's uh, a Stark. That's Arya. That is Arya. <laughs> oh. Arya Stark okay. is playing Maisie Williams. So Wolfsbane, if people don't know, is heavily tied to another main player in the X-Men movie universe. Moira McTaggart. Moira McTaggart. Moira McTaggart. See, that's why you guys are here. In fact, the scientist delivered her and became... A surrogate mother for her after Wolf's main powers first manifested. Yes. And the residents of the mm-hmm. town she lived in tried to kill her. Yes, they did. It sounds like Wolfman. And then Anna Taylor-Joy is playing Ilyana Rasputin, yes. a.k.a. Magic. Yep. Yes. If you don't know Anna Taylor-Joy, she played, it was the main actress in Split. Yes, she was. She was fantastic. So she's going to play uh, Magic. And that and Magic is a girl who learned sorcery and uses tele. Portation disc to travel. Step, she, stepping discs, yeah. Stepping discs. She is also the sister of Colossus. Yes, she is. Wow. Her powers are mystical armor, well-versed in sorcery, ability to teleport through stepping discs, and total control over alternate dimension limbo. called Limbo. Oh, man. All right. So what do you think uh. about these two characters and the casting of these two characters? Did that article – that art? I read a similar article, but it kind of had something – an additional note that a certain character or a certain actor was not being planned to be in it. Okay. You go ahead. Tell me. No, I didn't saying read that. Uh, James McAvoy would not be in it. Mm. Which is... Oh, in this, in this Mutants. In the New Mutants. New Mutants. Right. Yeah. I, Which, I don't think uh, they're going to be in the first one. I think what they're going to do is they're going to introduce you all the characters initially and then they're going to tie them in to the X-Men. No, and, and now you see what I mean. Disney Marvel makes changes and we're okay with that it's seamless yeah. it makes sense it flows it DC fits. does it and it goes to shit <laughs> fox takes oh, fox. marvel I and takes our mutants our merry mutants our fox no, takes it and they jack it up oh i see what you're saying you're, you, you see you what give, i'm saying so right now i'm already getting mad okay. right now i'm i'm getting mad it's like t- king tom said professor x forms the new mutants that's his second like that's his third team essentially so <laughs> Yeah, there. So not to have them there, and 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 don't get me wrong. Through the pages of the books, if I'm not mistaken, they have multiple caretakers. Yeah, uh, Magneto at one point, mm-hmm. and then ultimately Cable, who's going to be in Deadpool. Ultimately, Cable takes over and turns him into this military, gotcha, gotcha. and the change the team just changes dramatically. But as far as uh, casting and having these two, I'm okay with that. But yeah, I. Two very young and upcoming female strong actresses. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how Moira's going to play because they did not introduce her the way that she is in the comics. 
Am I right, right. King, King Tom? She's a, some CIA operative, but in the comics, she's like a geneticist. She's a geneticist, and she does go, you know, it was one of those things they introduced her, like, in around issue 100 of the X-Men, but right. they retconned it later to say she'd known Charles forever. Forever, but exactly. N- at no point was she ever a CIA agent. Never. <laughs> so she was like a, a, a geneticist and like this super smart not not a tough as nails uh, CIA agent, which is okay as far as a feminine role model. I was just gonna say they they did some really good stories with her where they made her very flawed. Um, you know she she had a son who was Proteus. He was an evil. Yes, and had these yes. amazing powers, and she basically like locked him away and was ashamed of him. She oh, tampered with Magneto's genetic structure. She she did a lot of she's yeah, she's she a, a, lot of a major player. Yes. A major, mm-hmm. major player as far as the mutants go. And yes, she is Wolfsbane's uh adopted like Sarah mother yeah. figure. Yes. And then yeah, the reason why she locked Proteus away is because she was raped. Ah yeah. she was raped. Yeah, that, Her his father was like an abusive husband wow. and raped okay. her in this mutant, he was a mutant, or the mutant gene popped out. The Proteus Saga is a big deal, okay. and I don't think we're ever going to get that. It's a bit awesome. rough to put on screen. It would be Because it was right before Dark Phoenix. So, yeah, exactly. Ugh. Maybe this is what we get. Maybe we get the Proteus Saga as the new mutants. Like, as a veiled, you know, we get a, a, a version of the Proteus Saga. It'd be interesting to see how they make it work if they're just going to take one storyline from here, one storyline from here, and try to mash them together. Right. Uh, let's hope. But with, without Professor Xavier, it's just t- tough to I mean, maybe like you said, maybe they'll have Cable start the New Mutants. I'm just also kind of wondering where it fits in because the last X-Men movie left off in the middle of the 80s. That's Wolverine that left right. off in a possibly alternate future. Right. And, you know, after seeing that movie, everyone thought those kids were going to be the New Mutants. Yeah, no, and, and, and Deadpool is a, in Deadpool is a whole nother alternate Right like, timeline. Yeah, so cable, even, yeah, cable doesn't really can't really move from Deadpool no. to the New Mutants. No, it's all fucked up. It's all a fucking shit show. So do we get Magneto as the leader? It's been good. Which is mm-hmm. Magneto was the he was he became. I mean, Professor Xavier during the comics, right? King Tom he went to it, space. Yeah, he went he went to space, and Magneto was going under trial. Um. Because Xavier was about to die if he stayed on Earth any longer, yes, and, he and he had to go. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he. No, I was just gonna say he convinced the the World Court to for to forgive Magneto, and he convinced Magneto to take over as headmaster of the New Mutants, and it worked for a little bit. Yeah, they just kept disobeying him, and then he finally was like, "Screw it, I'm done with the guys." Yeah. <laughs> but he also he also wanted to join the Hellfire Club, and he ended up doing so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he thought it would be the best way to protect him. Look at these two guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys are like, this is the King well, God Tom forbid King show. Tom does come <laughs> in San I don't think he will be going to Disneyland or Celebration. No, we'll go to He'll the comic, comic store. Book store. That's right. <laughs> Talk when, did you, when did you say New Mutants was coming out? April 13th, 2018. What about Deadpool 2? Is that next Dead- February? Is that? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's next February, but Deadpool 2 is next year as well. I don't know what month. Yeah, because it'll just be interesting. I don't, think, I don't think they'll have cable in that, and they no. also have cable in. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit tough. no, I think he's happen. completely out of it. I don't yeah. think he's going to become part of the new no. mutants. No, I don't and I think, think what'll so. happen is is we'll get a new mutant movie, and then ultimately some of the characters from the new mutants will end up in the X Men movies with the eighties X Men with the gotcha. younger X Men. I gotcha. think so. Yeah, I think that's what'll happen. Well, 
This is fucking, you guys are in heaven right now, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm going to break things up a little bit because you guys are getting a little yeah, too excited. Yeah, you need to get in there and wedge So this. I'm going to yeah. play a voicemail Let's from one of our okay. listeners. And his name is Fernando, and he is an amazing, amazing guy. Fernando. He's such a cool <laughs> Fernando. dude. Fernando. He is. I don't think he's never left a voicemail for us. He's left He sent emails, but yeah. this he is going to be great. So yeah. I, have, I haven't heard this yet, so this could be completely me. Fernando could be cussing us out. So. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm going to play it. It's regardless. all good, man. We love you, bro. Yeah. yeah. We love you. So here is Fernando's email, and I mean voicemail, and uh, we'll listen to what he has to say, and we'll go from there. Hola, hola, hola. Hermanos, Raj, Les, and Carlos. It's uh, Fernando. Wanted to leave this voicemail. Uh, thanks for worrying a few weeks uh, a few weeks back uh, when I was in Paris about me and the fam. Yeah, we're alive. <laughs> it was fun other than that one day. Anywho, wanted to talk a little Game of Thrones as we're only two months away. And now that Jon Snow is King of the North and Littlefinger, a.k.a. Peter Baelish, is trying to play seeds of dissension between Sansa and Jon, do you guys think that Sansa will fall for this ruse, or will the character arc that she is on show that she is more cunning than Peter? That being said, remember last minute she did send the Knights of the Vale for assistance. I believe that when Jon eventually leaves Winterfell to meet Daenerys, to unite the Seven Kingdoms, and speak of the war with the White Walkers, Peter will have his chance with Sansa. Well, thanks for listening to the voicemail. Kind of screwed that up here because I'm walking while talking. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Fellow Sithhead Fernando. I do want to say it was great to hear Fernando, though. You know, he and I, we talk on Twitter a lot. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's a great guy. So mm-hmm. he is glad guy. you made it back okay from Paris. Wish I could say something about the Game of Thrones, but I know nothing. Uh, Tom's going to have to sit <laughs> no, this one totally out. fine, Tom. You don't have <laughs> okay. to. Don't, okay. Yeah, you know enough shit. You don't need to yeah. know everything about Game of Thrones either. You can just calm down for a little bit. Okay. Uh, Fernando, you're absolutely right. Tom is right. Th- um, we're glad you're safe and yes. sound. And also glad you had a great time in Paris. And thank you for your voicemail. It's great to hear your voice, man. Yeah. Yeah, for the first time, finally. And thank you for everything that you do as well on Twitter and retweeting and all that. You're awesome. Yeah, so he's a major you. supporter. He's yeah, a yeah, really cool shit. dude, man. Bless your heart. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, you guys, I know, Boo, you at? I do think, I, uh, I think uh, Sansa, more and more throughout the, the series that's gone on, she has matured, uh, matured, 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 she has matured a lot. And like I said. Are you saying physically? Well, that too. You <laughs> should You should see her Twitter. Um, oh, is that what you're calling it now? Yeah, her yeah. Twitter, her Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, first of all, I just got that. <laughs> you should take a look at her Twitter, buddy. You should, yeah, when when she's most on, girls on, have two of them. Yeah. <laughs> when she's on the red carpet, the, she Tom. Is, it depends on what you're thinking. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hope she doesn't have two of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she can have, we'll find yeah. that on season oh. seven. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. Throughout the show, she has matured and become. Uh, very cunning. Like I said last time, I think we talked about Game of Thrones. I think she's on the same level as Cersei, but on the good side. You know, just like, uh, just like uh, you know, like there's a there's a, a Sith Lord who's extremely powerful. I think she's a Jedi who is extremely powerful. You just said Jedi? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. So I think I think she will figure out that Baelish. I, I, I think Peter Baelish will die this season. Mm. I don't like fucking Baelish. I don't even like his name. Chaos. Isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Little Baelish. finger. Not a little finger. Baelish. Baelish. Oh, yeah, Baelish kind of sounds horrible. Baelish. Baelish. Um, yeah. He's so a weasel. like the Bam. bad guy in uh, Rage of the Lost Ark. 
Bella. Bella. Yeah. Yeah. Same type of weasel. I think. Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so sorry. yeah. So I, no, no, you're good. No, so I, I think he'll die and I think he'll die and I think she will figure out, uh, what, what, whatever he's planning and whatever, uh, whatever uh, move he's trying to pull. You think she kills him? Uh, I think she'll orchestrate it. Yeah. I think, I, I think I she'll too. orchestrate it. Yeah. I think uh, she's a smart cookie. Oh, she's extremely smart. She's gotten even more and more cunning and, um, and, and a very, very capable of taking care of herself and maneuvering herself to be in the right position and, and always having the upper hand. Well, not always having the upper hand, but always ending up with the upper hand. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's more cunning than Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah. J- she has more John balls. Snow's- Let me tell you, she has more balls than John Snow. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, she yeah. she should be the with two Twitter. She should. <laughs> she should be the queen of the north. But whatever, she should be the queen of the we'll- north. Okay, see, but that kind of talk right there is what blasphemy people are playing on, and what Fernando's bringing up is the fact that that's what Baelish's angle is. He said to her. Oh, you Do you, the, who who will they follow? Oh, a true born a true born leader of the north yes, or a bastard? Oh, gotcha. Everyone's gonna follow Jon Snow at this point. I, what I think is that she's smart enough to know that she said it already. Yeah. I know what you want. She mm-hmm. told Baelish, "I know what you want." She came you, out in that whole. Wants, you he want wants her to... Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to play no, with her Twitter. She wants. He wants to handle her Twitter. That's right. Nah, had her by the Twitter. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. Uh, did you just lose your thought? No, I'm fine. He just, just lost his bladder. That's what happened. Yeah, she's well aware. I, yeah, I would love to see the. I would love to see that he's trying to play her, mm-hmm. and the whole time she's like, she's playing him. Yeah, she's like, she's uh-huh. playing with he's his. Totally playing. Uh-huh. She's playing with his. Little yeah, I finger, called yeah. for the Knights of the Veil because Ooh, nice. this is gonna go down. <laughs> I yeah, go right ahead, Littlefinger. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. What a shitty nickname! Oh no, yeah, I would be fucking pissed. Yeah, isn't that Trump's finger? nickname? Oh wow, they should do little hands. They should start doing that. Little it's hands. little hands. Oh, little hands. <laughs> little We're hands. not gonna get into politics. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Sansa. Yeah, no. I think Sansa is fine. We're living in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think what'll happen is if if your uh, death theory is true about Peter Baelish going down this season, mm-hmm. obviously. Excuse me. He um. It may get to a point where he gets angry with her and tries to get physical with her. Yes. Or and someone else will force himself on her. And someone else is going to come along and just take her. Or, sure, or she'll just gut yeah. him like a fish. And just throw him down the moon door. The wolf should. The wolf oh, should come in and just fucking yeah. chop his neck off. There's like one left. All it is. Nymeria. Goes. Oh, no, 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 no. It's two. The one that uh, no. Arya no, told. Grey Wind is dead. Grey Wind's dead. No, no, Shaggy no. Dog is dead. No, I know, but the, but the one that Arya told get out That's of here. That's Nymeria. Okay, well, uh, so I, Ghost is fine. Yeah, Ghost is fine, and the other and one, Nymeria the one that, is fine, but the other three are dead. <laughs> yeah, they're King all Tom's like, Now this is this is how I feel, King Tom, when you guys are talking about that. <laughs> you know that that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Wolfsbane's fourth <laughs> balls was a radioactive <laughs> testicle that got him through high school without <laughs> blowing. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I seriously loved it. You guys are oh. you guys are talking. I'm not talking shit at all. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so that thank you, Fernando, for that email. You actually broke broke up the uh the comic book stuff. But we're gonna get right back into it. <laughs> yep. Yes, we are. With Justice League Dark. Ooh. And this is something that I don't know anything about, but I am very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Really excited about it. King Tom, have you read the issues of Justice League Dark? I have not. Okay. Less? No. 
there is an animated movie though, if that's what we're talking about. There's, yeah. This is not a comic. This is this is. It's an animated movie. Oh, but it's never been. I think it's. I think it's a comic too. Oh, it's there's a comic a, too. Okay. If they make an animated movie it's for as far as DC goes, that means it, there's already pages. So yeah. okay. Let me read to you what I learned about this. Cinema Blend's Eric Einsberg sat down with Doug Lyman, who is, is a great director. If mm-hmm. I'm not mis- mistaken, Doug Lyman's first directorial debut was Swingers. Huh. If I'm not oh. mistaken. Wow. I know John Favreau wrote it, but I think Doug Lyman, if I'm not mistaken, and he also did Go, which was shit after Swingers, but whatever. Doug Lyman is the one that's going to spearhead this Justice League Dark, and he's never done a scary type of film. This was done, Guillermo del Toro had this project, and it was his for a long time, and he ha- finally gave it up. He <laughs> said, I'm not going to do it. Do You guys do whatever you want with it. So Doug Lyman picked it up, and he explained what the direction and feel of the movie will be. And uh, let's, talk, let's first talk a little bit about Justice League Dark for people who haven't heard of it. So the Justice League Dark is a superhero team that was formed in DC Comics in 2011, and they are themselves supernatural, and they also take on the supernatural element. So they go after their kind of like bizarro versions of themselves or whatever. As the project has been in the works for a long time, now has seen director changes. The only confirmed character to appear is Detective John Constantine, which who we all know who has his own show. He had his own show for a while. Mm -hmm. But previous reports have suggested the inclusion of Swamp Thing, Zatanna, Itrigon, and the Demon, Deadman, and more. So these are mm-hmm. all like kind of like horror story characters. So he is going to make this thing feel like a horror film. So we haven't had a horror type of superhero comic book movie, have we? Mm-hmm. We've had a Blade. Blade? Ah, yeah, Blade would be one. And then uh, I think... Val, Hen- Val Hensing? Um, Van Helsing? Van Helsing. Uh, Your reputation precedes you, Van Helsing. I, I think like uh, Covenant. Was one? It was like the war these like warlock prep school warlocks or okay. something like hmm. that. But we're talking DC Justice. Yes, we we're are. Talking, ta- so Justice League Dark Justice League is dark kind of thing. Kind of sounds like it has the vibe of, even though it wasn't a horror movie, but the um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, I was going to yes. say that yes. Yes. that had the vibe. Oh, okay. But but you're you're on the right track, Tom. That movie tanked, by the way. You're on the right track movie. because they were all literary figures of yes. classic horror tropes or horror right. stories right so yeah dorian gray mina Harker, dr jekyll, Mr. Dr. jekyll yes wasn't the yeah. movie that we saw in the theater abraham lincoln vampire hunter wasn't that a graphic novel i think so i think it yeah, was i think it was i think it was yeah. um the question is they had already done they made an animated movie of this oh mm-hmm. they did so, okay. so think of this as a, a division of the justice league Yes, yes, yes. So this is the the paranormal investigations, right? Yeah, meaning all of the magic based or paranormal, superstitious, uh, otherworld, demonic people. Now I wonder if like one of the main characters will show up in this to get them going, like a Batman. Or well, that's a, what Bat- in, in the animated movie, Batman them. formed the team. Yeah, Batman, Batman will formed know the team. Of them. Yeah, yeah. So in the animated cool. movie, Batman, and and that's the cool thing about Batman that is uh, overlooked a lot. Yeah, is that he's a great. Uh, he's a great mas- man at uh, assessing something and then saying, okay, I need to form a team. Okay. This is mm-hmm. what I need to do. And he'll go and put a team together. And Justice League Dark is one of those. So it's one of those teams where he went and got Constantine. So he got Hellblazer, Zatanna, 
Swamp Thing, Etrigan the Demon. How are they going to do Swamp Dead Thing, Man. dude? I hope they that's going to be interesting. Swamp Thing, man. That's going to be really that's a tough interesting. one to do. It's, it's going to be CGI, not CGI. They're going to make. Him I think they can like pull him off with this Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Uh, is I hope not. No, no, no. I think they need to go like, full CGI crap. with this. Like, let's, let's not do this. No, no, no. Let, let's. If they take Justice League Dark and and go, let's. I'm going to say it. We. I think we always say this. Just go the route that Guardians went. I think it should and be go full Justice CGI, League. kind of oh, yeah. immersing the yeah. environment. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. the supernatural CGI is badass. Mm-hmm. Killer Croc just it's uh, crap. Was just yeah. rubber. Yeah, don't do that. I hope they call it Justice League Dark and Gritty. Nah. Oh damn. Cause <laughs> nah. would really love that. <laughs> oh damn. All my. All my. All right, well, there's your justice. I, I, I'm excited about this. I yeah. think this is like fresh and new and innovative, and it's going to be different. I, I'm really stoked. I think DC is making the right fucking moves, man, from here on out. After this Justice League comes out, yeah, I think they're, they're on the right path. What are you thinking, Tom? I know you, you probably are not a big fan of Star uh, Star, Star, Wars, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, Superman versus Batman, screen. obviously. Am I right? No, not. I mean, I, I wish him well. Um, it's something that. It's kind of been done, but not really. I just don't, you know. He mentioned Deadpool. I don't know if it will get have the impact, either culturally or at the box office that Deadpool had. But I still think it could it could be a decent hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. No, it'll have its place. I mm-hmm. think all of these movies have their place now, and all these these projects have an audience. Someone will go watch. People will go watch it. Yeah, yeah. They, they just have to be positioned correctly, and you know, based off of the time of the year and stuff like that. I can't. I'm actually really excited for Justice League Dark because I like the oh thought of it being a, a division, meaning like yeah, yeah, you have the army, the air force, and the marines, and the coast guard, and the navy, and here is the Justice League. National Guard, please. Yeah, so you have the badass like, you know, the badass main team, and then you have this team of like, hey guys, there's some demonic activity over there. You want to handle that for us? See, because Superman can't fight magic. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Zatanna he, gets him every time. It, it, yeah. Anytime that a team goes against the Justice League, they send the, the magician dude, yeah. after Superman, and mm-hmm. they go knock him out cl- completely, mm-hmm. and then we're, we have a fighting chance. So, yeah, it, wow. I, I really do like the angle and the idea of it being a team under the umbrella of the Justice League who just mm-hmm. handles, focuses on those see. types of things. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Plus, the, the way it's that trying I see something it. new, oh, and that's what they. Sorry, no, no, no. Go sorry, for it, Tom. No, go for no, it. No, I just, I just think it. You know, I'm, I'm all for them trying something new. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Go ahead, boom. Yeah, yeah. The the way that I see them is not, not, not to mix pools here, but uh, the way that Doctor Strange deals with. Mm-hmm. otherworldly stuff stuff yes. you know like uh what is it uh what did the one guy say you know the avengers defend the world oh, yeah. from from uh fuck what did he say from like actual physical attackers. threats yeah. Yeah, yeah we 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 defend the world from mystical threats mm-hmm. i think that's what they're gonna do because nobody else can so i think they're gonna go that route as yeah like a separate team of yeah there you go guys because we can't do shit that's your job you fix it yeah i think it's key to have batman in this though yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you have he to have will a big be. Ben Affleck, yeah. I think that's what Affleck is signed on for is to make all these appearances, and it could be all of the super uh, Suicide Squad, Super Squad, <laughs> the <laughs> Suicide squad. squad, where you know, Scuba Steve, he has these cameo appearances, and in, in in he's tied to it. So, yeah, or maybe it's an in credit scene, and he's like, I'm putting a team together to take care of this. And again. he'll be like, he'll be like Stanley and film film seven of them in one day. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Just right. knock the you takes out and be out. done with it. Exactly. 
All right, so there's your uh, Dark Justice. Justice I'm a, I'm League call, Dark. No, I'm going to call it Dark Justice. Dark there just, we go. Dark Justice. Dark and Gritty dark justice. justice. Yeah. So you want to hear another, uh, want to go out another voicemail? Sure. Yeah, it's a great all idea. Right. We're going to listen to the man. Mm. I called him the little man last week, <laughs> which uh, he's definitely not the little man, <laughs> but he is the man from Boston. Yes. The man we call Richie. All right. And he uh, has sent us a voicemail. I have no idea. Listen to this cold. <laughs> we all are, I think. Yes, we are. So let's listen to Richie. What's up, Sith heads? This is your buddy, Richie. Guys, I wanted to take a minute to review Manchester by the Sea because it just came on Amazon Prime and it's a local movie for me and I figured I'd give you a little local perspective. Now, Raj, you can fucking delete this if you want to. If you don't want to hear it, I get it. Um, But I thought maybe, you know, along with all the geek culture and stuff that we talk about, perhaps a little film culture would be cool on top of it. Um, Manchester by the Sea is an interesting movie. If you're looking for good cinematography, if you're looking for a taste of the local culture north north of Boston, Mass., if you're looking for... Um, you know, some, some good accents that are okay. You'll, you'll get all of that here. Some of the accents are fucking awful. You got some good, you got some fake. And the problem with people from Massachusetts or people that know this accent is that like, I don't know what it is, but there's this conception that we say things a certain way and certain words are mispronounced. And when somebody that's not from around here tries to do it, it's fucking terrible. It's distracting. Like, and if you know people with this accent and you've heard, especially people here, if you've heard my voicemails enough and can kind of pick it out, then it, it's, it's, it just doesn't work. So I'd almost much rather have somebody with their, whatever it is, Midwestern, Mid-Atlantic, non-fucking, non-regional American accent, try to, you know, instead of using the Boston accent, just fucking speak the way you normally speak. It'd be far less distracting. We don't need to have every fucking Boston-based movie have this accent. So that's one thing. You know, the other thing is this town. Manchester by the Sea is one of the ritziest towns in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It has a median income of $110,000, which means, yeah, half the people are below it, but half the people are above that. There are multi-million dollar mansions in Manchester by the Sea, so it's not the blue-collar fishing village that they make it out to be. I don't know if they just couldn't film it in other places or what, but Manchester by the Sea is so ritzy that they changed the name of the town 30 years ago from Manchester, Massachusetts to Manchester-by-the-Sea, Massachusetts, so as not to be confused with the more working-class city of Manchester, New Hampshire, which is like 50 miles away. And they're not telling you that in the movie. See, they tried to make it out like it's it's the name of the town's Manchester, and that they came up with this title, Manchester-by-the-Sea, on their own. They actually didn't. They just ripped it from the name of the town. Um... So there are a couple things that just drive a local person crazy. Otherwise, you know, I would say this is a bad movie. It has no fucking plot. 
There's no character growth. You don't you don't have this this fucking Casey Affleck this you know who starts this movie as this emotionally drained fucking nut stain. You don't have him face his problems and then conquer them by the end of the movie. So if you're looking for a good movie with a plot line, you're not going to get it here. However, if you're looking for a beautiful film, you'll get it in spades. So I would say this is the type of film for film nuts. You know, for the type of people that want to sit down and see a two and a half hour long sad symphony that's based in this area that has beautiful cinematography, this is for you. But if you're looking for a beginning, middle, and end, yeah, I'd probably skip it. So that's what I got, really. This is like a film buffs movie and not really a movie buffs movie. So that's all, really. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Take care. Okay, if if I were to, s- to send in a voicemail to this episode, it would be a response to Richie's voicemail from last episode because Richie is like the Van Gogh of voicemails. Um, yeah, he sure if, is. <laughs> if, if, he, if he has a podcast, I don't know if you remember, but he opened up his voicemail. He's talking about Masters of the Universe, and he just named a whole bunch of them. And if Richie mm-hmm. ever gets a podcast, all he has to do is spend the entire episode naming the characters from the toy lines and cartoons that we ended up, you know, that we watched as a kid. He could start off with He-Man, move on G.I. Joe, Transformers. I don't care if he has to do uh, Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light, or Pirates of Dark Water, but that, that's all Richie needs to do to make me happy. It's just <laughs> name off random things. Um, but he that's also awesome. had a really good point where he was talking about um, He-Man, about the color palette, how it was colorful, it was pleasing to the eye, it got you as a viewer, and how that's, you know, when they do the Masters of the Universe film, that's what he wants to see. And I think that doesn't just apply to Masters of the Universe, but a lot of things. Um, that's one of the things I think that, in a way, it, it sets off DC from Marvel, where Marvel, you know, it has Captain America red, white, and blue. It has Iron Man gold and yellow, but they're not the only colorful things in their worlds. Um, right. Where, you know, the DC stuff that, that I've seen so far, it, like we were talking about before, everything has to be dark and gritty. And Superman can be red and blue, a little bit of yellow, but the rest of the world is dark and gritty. And He's, he's not even red and blue anymore. Right, right. It's it's off color. And I think Rich really hit the net on the head on the net. Hit the nail on the head. Yes. Yes. Hit the nail on the Twitter. Hit the nail on the Twitter. Nail on the Twitters. Um if you're going to draw something from something that was originally um, from a cartoon or a comic book, have it carry those colors to its big screen adaptation, even if it's something that's not for necessarily for kids anymore. But really, I think Rich had a great point, and I think it's a lesson that can be applied almost anywhere. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree. And, and Richie, thank you for that email. And thank you for the, the continuous emails that you put out. You're amazing. And not on, on our show, on all the shows, by the way. Mm-hmm. And and getting back to Manchester by Sea, Richie, I liked that movie. I loved the acting. I loved how it was filmed. It is extremely depressing. But Casey Ugh. Affleck was a fucking powerhouse in that film. And it felt, the movie to me, felt really real. Is it a good time? Absolutely not a good time. <laughs> is, 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 it, is it something that everybody should at least watch? I think so. 
And it's, I, I didn't see it as a movie. It was more, to me, it was more of a documentary of a man's sorrow and what happened to him. And you're right. There's no beginning, middle, end. But it, oh God, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not an enjoyable film, but it's definitely a film that somebody should watch. That's all I'm going to say. And the accents, I can't tell because you know I can't fucking do your accent. So, I'm <laughs> gonna, so I, it's, I will trust you on the accent part. Well, well, Casey Affleck's from Boston, though, right? He sure is. So he's. I yeah, don't think I'm he was sure talking he's about all him. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone else is probably butchering the hell out of it. Michelle was Michelle Williams, who is British, probably didn't have the best. Oh uh, no! Fucking was it as bad as uh, I, I forget which Olsen sister was in uh, uh, Age of Ultron, where she's like uh, oh, she's she's half Russian Elizabeth. and half not. Like, yeah, paprika. Mm-hmm. Yeah, paprika. Was it that yeah. bad? Paprika. Yeah, paprika. Yeah, and then she's like, yeah, oh. hey, Vision. You're like, bitch, come on, pick one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it wasn't was, that bad. Well, Richie might think so because Richie's <laughs> Richie's true. from Boston. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so thank you, Richie. Fantastic. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And so let's move on. But let's talk a little Star Wars. Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader. Thank you, my master. Hey, before you go, my face is really warm. Is, is everything okay up here? I don't know. Uh, what What do you mean? Ah, ah, ow, ah, ah, oh, my face, it's on fire! Well, there is a possibility that when you were fighting Mace Windu, he deflected some of your force lightning back into your face. Are you kidding me? How much? (laughs) A lot. I don't think there was one bolt of force lightning that didn't bounce off Master Windu's lightsaber directly back into your face. And you just sat there and watched? Well, uh, turning to the dark side was a pretty big decision. Oh my god, I I look like I have a scrotum for a face! What am I supposed to call myself, Darth Syphilis? If you'd made up your mind five seconds earlier, we could have ruled the galaxy, and maybe I could have gotten laid one more time before I died. Uh, I could see you're upset. I'm just going to go slaughter those younglings. Yeah, whatever. All right. Because we don't have much news. Um, If you want... But let me tell you one thing we do have. uh, Well, we don't have that Jason Ward, MakingStarWars.net. I don't know if you saw this, King Tom, but I was on his website today. And I saw that there were there were some pictures from the Han Solo um, film, and mm-hmm. they have a sketch of Han Solo's like starfighter, and it looks fucking great, man! It looks so cool. Have you seen this, King Tom? Um, I'm checking it right now because another website posted they they were a little bit sketchy about. Where they got what it? Exactly. They, you know, where they got it, and it sounded like someone was selling these pictures off of eBay. Oh shit! I, I didn't. didn't well, I know, know that. If, I know that Jason had it on the site, and it looked pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. These, okay, these, these are the store. These are the ones I saw, and yeah, they they look legit. They look pretty cool. It looks to be a different. Doesn't it look like a the different side of the universe, Battlestar Galactica, or something. Kind of it, but you know what? It also looks like because the the Han Solo movie takes place what eight to twelve years or something. Yeah, before something like that. Twelve episode years. Episode four. So ten it, years. It's kind of an older looking architecture, but also more industrial, I guess. Yeah. Which we really haven't seen much of. No, mm-hmm. no, no, we haven't. And it could be Car- the the planet could be Corellia. Yeah. Which uh, a lot of people are saying. So, if you I mean if you want to look up spoilery stuff like that, please go on Make Star Wars on Net. They have 
uh, all kinds of tons, cool, tons of amazing shit. Yeah, Jason, they're the, they're the best. They're the best, man. They're amazing. So definitely do that. But we, what I, what I wanted to talk about was something very interesting. Um, uh, MovieWeb reported that the new Darth Vader comics coming out in June, mm-hmm. and they're going to change the canon of Whoa. Star Wars films forever. Oh shit! Nothing like insanely huge, but a, a kind of a big deal. Uh, you all remember the uh, cheesy little. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Everybody is that's very painful. For I think I know where of, you're going with a this, lot of Star yeah. Wars fans. Well, uh, they have changed it, huh? So, the comic book that's coming out is going to be pretty much all about Darth Vader and okay. about and it's going to have that exact scene in it, okay? So, the cheesy, pain filled no is getting changed to a more dignified no, just just slow or just uh, shorter and. And more more uh, defined. Yeah, awesome. if you, you want to see the actual panel, they have it on movieweb.com, and you can check it out. But he's just going to say no, and it's going to fix that whole scene, and is also going to show him not believing Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he – that changes a lot, yeah. by the way. Yes. Yeah. Not, so not only is Darth Vader changing his howls of pain, but fans will finally get to see what happened in the moments directly following this key event in the life of Anakin Skywalker. Darth is actually able to pull himself together quite quickly, and he accuses Palpatine of lying to him. Hmm. Right? So that's a big deal. Yeah. That is really a big deal. Okay, The new Darth Vader comic will uh, be on sale on June 7th. It's coming out very soon. Yet. Yeah. What do you think? You think this is something that needed to be fixed, King Tom? I don't think it needed to be fixed, but I think that it'll help. Um, they've been doing a lot of stuff with the comics. For the most part, they've been. Uh, I, I haven't liked every single little thing, but they've done a lot more right than they've done wrong. They did a a great uh, mini series with Lando that explored his and Lobot's relationship and how they got to be where they are. It also mm-hmm. kind of opened up, and it's a few interesting things about the Sith. So. Um, they, they have another character, Dr. Afra, who is a side oh, character. Yeah. Very big character now for them. And that's a great book. I love it. So they've been doing a lot of good little things to add to the canon with these series. And I think it, I think it's a very interesting idea, this Vader book. Um, back in the EU, they had a similar book, um, which was pretty much you know, Darth Vader's first mission going Jedi hunting and learning how to um, – walk inside his big new new outfit and everything and what it was like oh, to cool. be Darth Vader. That's um, really and it cool. was yeah, it was a really cool book. It was written by um James Lucino who oh, yeah. mentioned writer of um several novels, most notably uh the best piece of EU uh literature Darth Plagueis which oh, I recommend yeah. everyone out there read. Great book. I've read that book. Yeah. Yeah. See, good man. Good man. Yeah. But um I think it's I think it's a it, it's a very good idea for launch a uh, launching place to have a story yeah yeah it's fantastic they've, they've done they've done some they've they've got some some they've hit some home runs and they've hit some, they've struck struck out a couple times yeah, um, yeah. with these comics like yoda yeah yoda on the rock planet just right exactly. has didn't for me. and I didn't, I didn't like where luke and vader met each other before empire um in, in that series, I, I didn't like that's that's a kind of a big canon to change on that one. I get yeah, the no, yeah. and I get yeah. bringing in little characters here and there and making sense, but to tell us that those two went at it a little bit before Empire, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a big deal to me. But the, for the most part, they've done they've done a good job. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much all the Star Wars news we have. 
if you want to listen to some cool stuff about The Last Jedi, listen to Rogue One. Johnny and Haas break down some stuff from the Making Star Wars Network, and they do a great job. So listen to this last episode of Rogue One. They're awesome. Cha-ching. That's right. Cha-ching. And also the boys from The Bad Motivators. Uh, listen to them. They're fantastic. And uh, Blue Harvest. I think they're... <laughs> yeah, so, let's not, yeah. Let's don't not forget, forget Blue, Blue yeah, Harvest. Just, just that. Yeah, just oh, that man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, and also listen to Colleen's Amateur Pod. And then there's also another one. John has the Force Pod. Am oh. I right? The Force Pod's out there? Yes. There's all kinds of shit out there now. Yeah, yeah we, got, we have a major platform. Yes. Fantastic to all you guys. Keep up the good work. So, yeah, definitely listen. Now... Tom, before we leave, before, uh, we're going to okay. listen to Ollie. And I'm, I got just questions that I'm going to shoot off. And you're just going to answer them. It's not going to be like the flash round, but I just want like honest, quick answers from you. All right? Okay. You ready for this? Okay, go. Okay, first one that I always start off with. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. God bless yeah. you. I was just going to end it right there for you. Okay. Um, favorite Star Wars film? The original. Original. Okay. You're on an island. You can take one comic book. Which comic book are you taking? What is your prized possession? Oh, Uncanny X Men two ninety seven. It was my first, the first like one that I actually sat down and read, and it's it's a story of Peter and Kitty getting kidnapped by Arcade. Yes, and like they they, they had just broken up a few issues before. It's it's a really good story. Nice, nice. Yeah. Favorite. I know that I know the answer to this. Favorite musical artist, band wise, Weezer. Yeah, knew Weezer. That knew that was coming. <laughs> okay. Godfather 1 or 2? I only saw one, so I'm going to say one. Wow, we're going to have to end this show pretty early. <laughs> My God. I'll give you a pass. Let's just scrub hey, 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 he's royalty, I'll give everyone. you a pass on oh, Relax. Man, I'll boo, pass? you're not. You're boo. You got to stop it up. Pass? Boo. You, youngin, you need to, we need to bring you up. I've, seen, God, I've seen Godfather 3 as well, and that was shit. That was <laughs> it torture. It wasn't shit. It wasn't okay? shit. So how dare he? Godfather 3 was really... King Tom, Wait, hold come on. on, I'm going to get shit for this, by the way. Listen. Godfather 3 was not anywhere in the universe of 1 and 2. No. But if you just watch 3 as a standalone film yeah. and forget that Sofia Coppola is in it, yes. it's not a horrific movie. <laughs> but you, no. but it's you not a bad movie. Yeah, but you can't do that when you have Godfather 1 and 2. You can't take them away and put them as a I did. separate movie. There's I did. No way Andy Garcia was no. great in it. No, oh, God. And Pacino's in it, for God's yeah. sake. Oh, God. He's got a great ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm not done yet. First, your very first car. Uh, 1987 Buick Century Limited. It, it, it made it special. <laughs> Favorite sport to watch? Baseball. Favorite baseball team? Yankees. All right, last question. You guys want to ask some questions to King Tom? Favorite mutant? Oh. Colossus. Oh, oh very that's a cool. good call. Yeah, so I have a question. What okay. comic book character or group or whatever would you eliminate from existence wow that's a that's a damn good question just gone gone from all memory no more books no more movies if they have movies whatever just poof your most hated comic yes just my most i don't well not hated just who you could do without yes you could just say they're done gone fantastic four i was okay yes and i think they after the last secret war i think they pretty much did they got they canceled the okay. book. I don't think I they think brought John, it back I, yet. I, I, think, I agree with Tom. He's right. Like they have really no place. I get that they started. They started royalty. the super team. Yeah. I get they right. grandfathered the super teams for Marvel. Yeah. But Fantastic Four, if you really think about it, there's no relating to them. 
There really mm-hmm. isn't. You got nothing. There, the, wow. Reed Richards is old. Yeah, he is. Ben Grimm is is old. Yeah. Johnny Storm is cocky, but it, you're uh, and Susan Storm. She's a mom. Like she's there's nothing. Like there really is no yeah. connectivity of any kind. Yeah, there they can be shelved. They can be wow. created away. I agree with him. Josh, I would have picked Josh Trank single handedly destroyed them. Yeah. I would have picked yeah. them too. Be- uh, yeah. yeah. I think you got that question answered there. Yeah. Sorry, even though I answered it. No, 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 that's great. <laughs> Thanks for answering that question, Les. So, God damn it, dude. there you have it. There's his questions. Tom, you did great. You did Thank fantastic. You. you ready for uh, to listen to Ollie's? Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's go. Go. Oh, he's, he's watching uh, Sinbad's Genie movie tonight, I believe. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right, here we go. What's up, Dickhead? It's your boy Ollie dropping you another voicemail on this fine Tuesday after show drops. Just wanted to say that I just want to know where that fucking version of Maximum Paps, Mike Pappas, born and fucking raised in Queens, has been my whole life. Or at least on Road 1, because I don't know if Johnny Grasso has his fucking uh, foot on Pappas' throat every week, but man, that was fucking Mike Pappas Force Unleashed. I, I had a great time listening to, um, you know, you guys fucking spin it with him. It was a great, great, great guest, uh, great episode. So I just wanted to touch base on um, one of the topics that you guys were talking about, which was the state of comics. And I could not agree more with Les's take. And just to give you a little context, I mean, I, I was a big, big comic book nerd before I realized I was athletic and had to kind of pretend I wasn't as geeky as I was. But, you know, I, I had a little room in my basement where I would hang up the comics, like in their plastic sleeves on the wall. I mean, I was I was all in during the, you know, basically the go-go, you know, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s of comic books, which some would say was the second golden age. And as the years went by, I started to sour to certain things, one of which actually Pappas referenced, which was you started getting the 17 different versions of the same comics, uh, all the different comics that came in, like, the different colored plastic sleeves, uh, the, the, the black Superman is dead comic. They made such a big deal out of, you know, oh my God, Superman's dead, collector's edition, get your collector's edition. Meanwhile, like, I, you know, I got sucked in. Even though I was a kid, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is such a big deal, Superman's dead. You know, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy like 50 of these uh, comics. Yeah, they're gonna be worth so much money someday. No, no, because you know, like, not having the foresight of an adult realizing they were going to just bring him back anyway, you know, I, I just felt kind of foolish later on. But the thing that, and bringing it back to what Les was saying, the thing that really got me, especially with Marvel, was the the amount of stories and the amount of the same character, like in all the different versions, you know, whether it was the amazing Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, McFarlane's versions of the Spider-Man. Everybody, they they just keep rebooting and rebooting and have different versions of the story. And I, I get it. To a certain extent, Marvel wants to keep current with the times. And, you know, maybe Spider-Man mythology that stretched back to the 60s 
doesn't necessarily resonate with kids today. So they have to reboot it and, and kind of, you know, change the story up to make it, you know, more um, understandable for modern times or, or more contemporary times. However, you know, as a long-standing comic fan, somebody who's trying to follow, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't get emotionally invested in, you know, seven different Green Lanterns or, you know, five different versions of Spider-Man or four different Hulk. I, can, I can't. Like, I want a character that I can follow and I can grow attached to. I mean, it, it's the reason that we consume some of this media. You know, it's the reason that people are so passionate about there being sequels to their movies. They want the continuation of linear stories. You know, and when you're constantly rebooting the story and changing it, it, it just it loses something. And I think that's the problem Marvel had Marvel has in print. Now, obviously they're kicking ass movie wise. But there's a generation of kids that don't get it. Like that's their Marvel. Like they only understand the movie Marvel. Like my son, my son's nine years old. He wouldn't know, you know, the print version of any of these characters, you know, other than I own, you know, some of the really old comics. Katini now. But he cares about the movies. Like, that's what he's consuming. That's what he gives a damn about. Those are the characters he knows. So, you know, they could sit there, Marvel could sit there and make uh, Captain America, you know, have, have been secretly, like, try to force feed that he was secretly Hydra all this time. You know, complete horseshit, you know, sort of storylines that they sometimes do. But they're losing the young kids, and I don't know if print media is going to survive anyway. You know, with the digital media, you know, basically revolution that we're we're all still undergoing. So, there I am being a little, like a little way too serious. But that was just my two cents. I'm not even sure if I'm rambling because sometimes I just get a thought in my head and just spew it out like verbal diarrhea, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. So, just want to say again, you guys are are the fucking best. Um, you know, no show out there, uh, podcast-wise, is so professionally, professionally done. I love the sound drops. I love everything you guys do. Um, Raj, you're you're fucking dream. You're my McDreamy, buddy. You're fucking my McDreamy. And and Boo, I, I you know I, I bust your balls, dude. But uh, I fucking I love your contribution. I love listening to you break things down. And Les, you might be the fucking smartest person I have ever heard on any of the podcasts. With the way you're able to pull up facts in comics, you know, I, I, I'm literally in awe every episode. And that's me being dead serious. Uh, you guys have a great show. And I just want to let you know. So keep it real, guys. I will uh, catch you on the flip side. Ollie, wow! Thank you very much for that. Gonna amazing. Have, gonna have to get the tissues out. I'm yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm choking up over here. Man. I'm just yeah. gonna play that ending on our intro. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was man. very Thanks nice. Thanks a lot, Ali. Yeah, hey, that's a that's a big deal. Thank you very much. That was that's, that awesome. is amazing. Yeah, we really appreciate all the Ooh, praise. Humbling, very mm. very humbling. And uh, you're right. I think uh, both of these guys. We do have the best show. Oh yeah. No, we oh, have. No, no, definitely not. I'm not gonna wow, say that. Wow, look at my ego. No, man. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but Boo's contribution is amazing. It's great, especially being a millennial. Oh, uh, yeah, I love that perspective, the, the young kids' perspective. You're bridging the gap. And then Les bridging is, the gap. That's Les right. is unbelievably knowledgeable about oh, all man, kinds yeah. of crazy shit. And then now listening to King Tom. And him speak like it's just just fucking. It was just like Rain Man was. Two Rain, two Rain Mans here. That's crazy. So Uh, thank you, Ollie. And uh, I'm gonna let you guys talk about you and King Tom and Boo if you want to chime in about the state of comics. Go ahead, Tom. You you, you're the guest, man. But Um, okay, I think Ollie had a bunch of great points, Um, and he's right. It definitely went off the rails in the early '90s um, in terms of the variants and all these different things, variants and crossovers and everything. Um, Cause around that time, Marvel went public. They were in some financial trouble. Yeah. They were trying uh, to save themselves. Some yeah. financial trouble. They were yeah. about not to exist. Yeah. Go ahead. They Tom. were. And they had distribution problems and books were coming out late. So they were really trying to make as much money as they could. And it led to a lot of things that, you know, we were talking about oversaturation in TV before. Right. Um, but then it led to oversaturation of, you know, you got to buy two two copies of this bagged issue, one so you could read, one so you could keep and hope it yes, some money. Exactly. Yeah. And then now um, we're at a point where it seems like, like Ollie said, every year we get something that reboots the whole universe. Right. And it's, it's hard to keep up with. I don't – I personally prefer the smaller stories – um, you don't need to have every issue be something that changes the universe. You can have something that's a you know a multi-issue arc that affects the characters of that book, but it doesn't need to be something that affects the whole universe or is going to kill everyone involved. Um, and I think they're trying to make it smaller, like the X-Men. They're trying to refocus them, which is good. Yes. I don't know where they go digital versus print. Um, just my last thing here, I don't mean to hog up the time i you know I, I recently subscribed to marvel unlimited and it does it does have a few small drawbacks but it, it's great to be able to go back and reread most of everything yes um, it is yeah yeah and get a lot of those classics classic stories i think it's 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 almost gonna go back before it goes forward but that's just me as far as uh oversaturation for for me what i understand or what i notice is DC is very good at purging things. They're very good at at getting and trimming the fat is what I want to say. They're very good at those things. And they usually turn those into events. So Flashpoint is a very big one. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths is like the most iconic Mm -hmm. thing. And what I was a little kid when I grabbed my first ever, I stumbled upon an issue of Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was a massive crossover. But the way Mm -hmm. it worked is... Now that I'm older, I was able to read everything and I go, oh, they were basically cleaning house. Yeah. The New 52 it was another thing. And now Rebirth is coming out of that. And it's cleaning house, streamlining things that happen from those events. And that's how you're, that's the idea. That's the way it's supposed to go. Whereas with Marvel, it'll be Captain America. And like Ollie just said, all of a sudden, Hail Hydra. 
You get like two words and then you go, wait, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, he's been a Hydra agent all this time. You've known all the Captain America, you've known. And so you're not purging anything. You're not trimming the fat. You're just dropping a fat like bomb in front of everyone and going, okay, now go from there. The Scarlet Spider was like a big deal for me. I was reading yeah. these things and I'm like, oh, the Spidey clone saga, this is great. And then they go, oh yeah, Ben Riley, who's the Scarlet Spider, is the actual Spider-Man and Peter Parker has been a clone all these years. And you're like, what the hell? What? Right. That's what I'm saying. Me? How, how do you just take something that's been an original story for that long and just that's like if like if we were to say that Darth Vader really wasn't Darth Vader wasn't Anakin Skywalker he no he's just fucking, a robot yeah he's a robot yeah. like three PO yeah he like, thinks he's Darth or thinks he used to be Anakin Skywalker exactly print media I don't know I I can't make that call I can't venture to guess you need anything. to right now make the call <laughs> I think it's just I think for me personally I love picking up a comic book. I do have digital subscriptions. I I try to find free viewing sites all the time for manga and other comics and all those things all the time. But I still love to have a trade paperback. I love to have comic book issues. I love to be able to pick one up and read one, flip through the pages and hold it because that's just who I am. That's what I've always had in my life. So as far as that goes, I would love for the issues to still be printed. Uh, the best thing, you know, like Tom said about digital is that you can just go back. You can just go and, and look at old stuff and be like, okay, now I can read the first six issues of X-Men, the original X-Men, and or I can read uh, the very first action comics. It should be digitally there, print ready to go, and you're okay with that. That so, is cool, man, but it's, it's nothing compared to having it in your hand. I, I don't think... No, and that's where... I, yeah, you yeah. agree. Yes, you're... Exactly. And I'm not like a but crazy, I, crazy... Fan like you both, both of you guys are, but I I love looking at them and and holding them and and flipping the pages. That's what comics no, are. No, and then when you the have people over and they look on your bookshelf and they go, "Oh, cool, there's a Sandman, right. really?" And you go, "Yeah, I've had that for a long time." And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's actually pretty cool to have the books. And but I don't have to go open a bag and you know take out a fifty year old comic right. to read it. Yeah, right. cool. that's where the you issues know. come in. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the, the I, I get that. I get that. And, yeah. and, and, but I think both can survive. I think so too. Yeah. But yeah, and then that's where it becomes like, oh, geez, uh, okay, I do have Hulk one eighty one, like original print, but I cannot open this. <laughs> right. If I touch it and get my human grease all over it, I'm screwed. You know, like just you, it's. You, d- you have ahead. that, Liz? Yeah, no, you, I don't. <laughs> if oh, I did, okay. I could sell it for $150,000. Let's got rid of the human grease Jeez. problem along. Oh, you mean That's the 151 it. or the human grease? <laughs> if I had Hulk 181, I would have sold it. I'm I would have sold it years ago. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. That thing is worth so much money. That, yeah. For those of you who don't know, that is the first appearance of Wolverine ever in the comic books is mm-hmm. Hulk 181. And yeah, nice. just from there. So... I disagree. I think I think print media is dead, and I think it should go away. Yeah, you as, would as you soon would. as possible. How dare yes, you? Yes, no, yeah, yeah, no. I, I, but I, know boo, this, but, I know this is way, but wait, I know this is going to push my my millennialness even further, begrudgingly. But I, I, it it doesn't. Although I do own certain comics, I think that for print media, I think it'll be specifically special. Uh, special editions, or uh, you know, you know, the first edition, or stuff like that, where it's it's 
extremely important things but as far as everything else you know just just not not to say filler comics but the you know the stuff in between the beginning and the end i think it should be all digital it's a lot simpler it's a lot cheaper it's a lot it is it's the i agree with you i i i I get the textile uh, feel of Mm -hmm. uh, holding a comic and looking at it i mean that's awesome but I think the appeal of everything else that the digital versions of that that of digital versions of comic books that are out there outweigh the positives of actually holding a comic book and reading it and seeing it and touching it. Well, here's the here's the thing. Here here's this is where the generation gap is so big because you guys, your generation didn't collect anything. No, that's right. The right, thing. you, you guys don't follow here's the thing. along. You guys played with shit. We did too, and threw away shit or blew up shit. Like, like I, I did too. But I'm, I'm sitting in a room right now. I'm staring at a box. In this box, I have probably over a hundred Star Wars figures unopened. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But your generation, everything is quick fix. Yes. Right. And, and it was it a uh, instant gratitude, instant, instant gratitude. gratification. So you don't know how it felt to collect baseball cards. No. Right. I, I, I collected, uh, was it Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But those Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards had a purpose. You, there was, wasn't it a game or yeah, something? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You, you could duel other right. people. Absolutely. We, I collected fucking baseball cards because I like the player. Yes. And I, dude, I have, I still have a book of 325 Wally Joyner cards. <laughs> fucking Wally Joyner cards that aren't worth a goddamn Dime. Dime. Nothing. Yeah. Except for, to me, they're worth everything, and I will never get rid of them. So, so much joy. I could just look on Google and look up that cover and go, oh, yeah, that's the one I had. But if I had it in my hand, that's a different story. Or just like you saw how I was with Voltron. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is that, that the, your generation and the generations from here on out, they're not going to have that feeling. Sentimental value Look is at this being Star Wars fucking card trader bullshit app, oh, right? Yeah. That they're trying to... Sh- Act like Tops is trying to act like you have cards on your phone, <laughs> and they might look like they're beautiful, but they're not fucking cards, dude. Like I have my Empire Strikes Back cards sitting right next to my bed, and from time to time I open them and I just go through the set just to look at the pictures, and they're in my hand. I remember the time I used to collect them. They're not going to try to sell me that the fucking cards on a fucking phone are the same thing. No, I could Photoshop no, no, no. something. That's what yes. I'm saying. <laughs> yes. But I totally get what you're saying, Boo. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking shit on it. No, no, because no, it's I to- a difference of opinion. No, for you, yeah. no, 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 but for you, your perspective is right. Yeah. yeah I, mm-hmm. So you got your fidget spinner. Don't don't do let's that. Do to me, let's do it. Let's do it. You got your fidget spinner in your tablet, and you're you're looking at digital comics. With don't your you fucking dare you put me roll, in that fidget spinner bullshit. <laughs> I'll fucking do that. But how <laughs> dare you, Boo, sir? You are 100 percent right. It is a dying media. It is a, it, way easier to l- look up any comic you want. It is the wave of the future. But I think you sh- they should use both. I think they should use both for the too. collectors yeah. that want them in their hands. They should mm-hmm. make them. And maybe not make a lot of prints of them. Maybe yeah. they're even more money because of that. Mm. And then also have it so people can read them. No, yeah. But I get what you're saying. All right. Well, that was a great conversation. I, I think we I just get, want to go say, ahead, Tom. Oh, go ahead. I just I'm say one, one last thing about yeah, Ollie's voicemail. Paps and his appearance on the show last week. He's awesome. The show was awesome. Thank you. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone gets more shit than Mike does. And only <laughs> half of it is deserved. No. Um, yeah. In terms of, you know. People who aren't Mike Zero or Dad Jeans, but you know Pappas is an awesome guy, and yeah, oh, Pappas is awesome. We had so much fun with yeah, him. Yeah. He knows so much shit about all kinds of different subject yeah. matter, and it all came out. And what a nice guy! I can't wait for you to meet him, Tom. If we, if we ever have one down here in Anaheim, or if, 
if we go to New York for something, whatever. He's a yeah. great, great guy. All those guys are just amazing guys. They are. And yeah, mm-hmm. it just yeah, we had a great time, and we had a great time with you, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank- I had a, I had an incredible time here. King of all Toms has yeah. finally graced us, and <laughs> what a night! I could great. literally cut this thing up and have it. Like just that last conversation we had could be a big chunk of another yes, episode. Another, yeah. another episode, yeah. yeah. You which can we, make which two, we might three actually parts. it might actually do. be. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're running on three hours already. Oh Damn. my gosh! Well, yeah, yeah I, think. I think so. I might, I might have to. Time do that. flies. Right. Time does fly. So I think we're good, right? Everybody yeah, okay. good? Yeah. yeah. We're a okay. King Tom, you are the man. Yes. Thank you for staying up. I know you're two hours ahead of us. Three, but. Who's counting? Holy shit. <laughs> it's like it's even It's literally worse. like two in the morning over there? <laughs> yeah, it's a, I don't mind. It's okay. I, like I said, I had fun. This was a blast. And we would love for yeah. you to come back, man. We'd love I, for you to hey, come back. That's fine. He's been mainlighting speed this whole this whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw him do a bunch of lines. Uh, I bet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know a Rod gets a bird's yeah, eye view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just got the sniffles, man. It's the sniffles. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> Is that powdered sugar right there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize I had some. I was eating donuts, yeah. (laughs) But uh, no, really, really, really appreciate you coming on, man. uh, We had a great time. It's been fun, man. These last last for you, you probably still probably have a hard on over there. I'm I'm so happy to be a part of all of this. Yeah, blue balls, Tom. In all honesty, yeah, I'm so happy to be just a part of this and to sit here and oh, that's very nice. Do all these things and. You know, be part of the community. I, I didn't tell you this just... is your last show. Tom's taking over. Oh. <laughs> you know what? And I'm going out on a high note. I'll take it. Oh, Tom, I don't know you're... if it'd be as fun without Les. I know, of yeah, course, know. of course. We just we Les is like our Mike Pappas. You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, we love him. Um, okay, great. guys, uh, we are out. So we're gonna be episode 41 next That's week, right? Right. <laughs> And we will hopefully Alien will be out by then, and we'd have seen it. We're not definitely not going to see King Arthur now, are we? No, no, we are not. We have Sorry, some time. I ruined your yeah. movie plans. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. We, we, we have some time. time between now and oh yeah, yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it. Recording, recording, I think. Yeah. All right, guys, we will see. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say thank you to Adrian Garcia. Um, I don't want to say what he did because I don't want him to get him in trouble at his maybe his occupation, but. We thank you very, very much, very much for what you did and what you sent over. Yes, we really appreciate it. Once I get the okay from you to talk about it, then I will. But we really appreciate it. He hooked us up with some stuff. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. Right, he did Adrian. it very legally, very legally. I'm just don't want other people to hit him up for it. Right, right, not yet. And then John, you know who you are. Thank you very much for that email. We're saving it because Haas is coming on. Very, very, very soon. And he wants to talk Dark Tower and he wants to talk some Stephen King. So your email was all about that. So I want to save it for Mr. Burkhart. So we got that coming too. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for your support. Tom, thank you. You, Now I know why they call you King Tom. (laughs) King Tom, by the way, why do they call you King Tom? I know the reason because I heard you say it on Blue Harvest. But let our listeners know, the Sith has know why they Uh, call you King Tom. Okay, well, th- there's there's actually another reason that I've added that's happened since. But the original reason, um, hanging out with some friends, used to work in TV, used to hang out all the time, watching Mystery Science Theater, and um, nice. Tom Servo wants to be called King Tom. So my friend started calling me King Tom. Um, a few years later, I was trying to get a blog go, and he helped me out. Or one of my other friends helped set up the blog, and he called it King's Tom, King Tom's Kingdom, and I never changed it. The other reason that happened to me, maybe month or two ago i was at work had to pee went the urinal and um you remember the first naked gun oh yeah scene in the 
Yes, I had one of those moments where it just kept on <laughs> oh. going. And this um, a long this stream. Yes, this maintenance worker walked in in the middle, went, washed his hands. I'm still going. He looked over at me and he goes, "You know, you have the bladder of a king." Nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, and he had no idea. No, he had no idea. No idea. It just follows you, King. That's Tom. funny. Yeah. yeah, that is funny. It just follows yeah. you. Well, there you go. We're gonna, we're gonna end the show with that note. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. We will see you next week on episode forty-one. Everybody, say bye. 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 Don't eat any pickles in public. PSA. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> See you next week on the sit list. Hip, hip. Hip, hip.